Pastor Tim would like to thank you for joining us here on Brit David Podcast for the continuation of his message, Lift High, the Lord Our Banner, from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 10 through 12. Pastor Tim states, To me, one of the most majestic songs in the very lengthy Christian playlist is the song, Lift High, the Lord Our Banner. It just sounds like a proper, royal, processional song. But it also carries a weighty message. Moses named an altar, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. I lift that banner high for two reasons, because I am rightly proud to be his child, and because I want others to see who I belong to and see that they can belong to him too. Here's Pastor Tim. Let's go to number two. Our banner is not just our rallying point. Our banner is our launching point point. It's our launching point. I mean, He is the point that we launch out for ministry, for missions, for military procession, right? They would take those banners and lift them high so every soldier on the field could see. The unit that they belonged to would follow that banner wherever it went. We still do those things today, don't we? Our soldiers have patches on their arms to identify who they are. Yesterday I saw one from the big red one. The longest, most continuous division of service within the U.S. Army. The big red one. If you're a part of that division, wherever that unit goes, you go. Whatever that unit does, you do. Whatever our commander, our commander-in-chief says for us to do, we launch out to do what he does. He says, I've not come to be served. So you've got to get off of that. You've got to get off of the idea that you are here so somebody else can serve you. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And I came to seek and to save that which is lost. If that is his mission, then that is our mission. If that is the point that he says that we are to leap into ministry and missions, then we follow suit. In fact, look with me here in Isaiah chapter 11, verse number 11. He says, it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set His hand again the second time. All right, time out. (laughs) Did I miss something? Did I miss something by not reading all the way from verse 1 to here? If, If there's a second time, then there ought to be a first time. Right? So what's he referring to? I didn't, I didn't see anything in these verses that, that mean that. Most people look at this and they say that he's talking about <clears throat> their deliverance out of Egypt. That's the first time. In fact, he, that, that's what he's going to refer to at the, at the very last part of the last verse in this chapter. If you look down at the end of verse number 16, he says, In the day that he came up from the land of Egypt. So if that's the first time, him delivering his people out of bondage in Egypt, then the second time is also going to be a work of deliverance. It's going to be a recovery mission. It's going to be a search and rescue mission. 
Jesus is coming to redeem His people. That's what He's coming for. Now, if that's what the first time means, and that's what the second time means, then we're talking about Jesus coming to the cross. And it says there, look back again in verse number 11. The Lord shall set His hand again the second time to recover the remnant of His people who are left. There's something different. There's something different in this passage that makes me think a little bit different. Now, you, you take that. I mean, Eric, just about everybody up to this time looks at that and says, that's Egypt and that's his first coming. I, I just think something different. And I want to show you what I mean by that. The recovery this time is far more comprehensive than the recovery that we find in Egypt. The first time, it only included Jews. This time, it includes Jews and Gentiles. He includes Egypt again. But if you notice as we keep reading in verse number 11, he mentions Assyria and Egypt, Pathros and Cush, Elam and Shinar, Hamath and the islands of the sea. We're talking about representations of the whole earth. I think the first time is the incarnation. I think it's Jesus coming, born as a baby, born as the branch, as the rod that's coming out of Jesse. I think He is coming as that baby who will die on a cross, live a sinless life. In fact, let's go back to the beginning of chapter number 11. Let's look there. Let's look at it a little bit deeper. In verse number 1, we mentioned it a while ago, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, the humanity of the Messiah. And then he says this, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Jesus was anointed by the Spirit of God to, to accomplish the mission that God had sent him to do. Do you remember at his baptism? The Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a, of a dove. And everybody hears the voice of the Father. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And then He says, hear Him. Listen to Him. Anointed by the Spirit of God. That's how Jesus begins His public ministry. He says, the Spirit of the Lord has come upon me and has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he continues on with the rest of that passage. He is born of a virgin. He's anointed by the Spirit of God. Then we get to see that he lives a sinless, righteous life. Look at verse number 3. His delight, the Messiah's delight, Jesus' delight is in the fear of the Lord. And He shall not judge by the sight of His eyes, nor decide by the hearing of His ears, but with righteousness He shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. 
He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness be the belt of his waist. I think that is the first time. Because what follows is surely the second time. Jesus lived that sinless, righteous life. Died on a cross for the sins of everyone. Was raised from the dead to prove that He is indeed who He says that He is. That He ascended into heaven where the Bible says that He sits at the right hand of the throne of God always making intercession for people just like you. For you. But one of these days, the Father's going to turn Him loose. And he's coming back for His church and He will rapture us. And those next seven years will literally be hell on earth. Seven years of tribulation. And then that Son of God, not wrapped in swaddling cloths, but wearing a crown and wearing the regalia of a king, sits across a white steed and comes racing down from the throne of heaven with us at His side, The only weapon that he has is his own mouth. The Bible says like a sword, his mouth opens and he annihilates everyone in that battle of Armageddon. All of his foes defeated. Everything the devil crushed. And for 1,000 years, he will reign as king in the place in Jerusalem. He'll reign over this earth. And earth will be exactly what it was created to be in the first place. You want to see how Isaiah sees it? Look in verse number 6. The wolf shall also dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We're talking about His second coming. We're talking about His his millennial rule. That has to be, to me, the second time. As we begin to read that, he says, In that day, in that day, a root of Jesse, the eternal Son of David, the Lord of glory, the Lord our banner, will be our launching point in a ministry so that everyone will have knowledge of who the Lord is. Jesus is our rally point. We rally to Him as we understand who He is. The Son of God. God the Son. Therefore, our mission is His mission. To seek and to save that which is lost. means that He's our launch point. Thirdly, our banner is also our gathering point. Our gathering point. If we are to launch out into all of the world with ministry and with missions, 
To what end? More than a humanitarian project. As good as those things are, they don't answer the eternal question. Where are we supposed to bring all of these people that we reach out to? We bring them to Jesus. Jesus is the gathering point for the entire world. Notice, if you will, verse number 12. It says, He will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcast of Israel, and He will gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. He is the banner for all the nations, for all the earth. There's not one banner for this group of people and another banner for another group of people, one banner for somebody who believes this and another banner for somebody who believes that. He is the banner. The question comes... As Moses named that altar, Moses says, the Lord is my banner. Whose banner are you under? You're under somebody's banner. It may be yours. It may be America's. But it better be Jesus's. Jesus is the banner, the gathering point for everybody. Notice what he says, even the outcasts and the dispersed. Jesus loves to take nobodies and turn them into his somebodies, doesn't he? Now that, those last phrases that are there, (laughs) is not teaching a flat earth, by the way. You know, the four corners of the earth just simply means what is far and distant in every direction. Which is why he listed those places that he did in verse number 11. For example, Hamath is to Isaiah's north. Egypt, Pathros, and Cush are to Isaiah's south. Assyria, Elam, Shinar. Shinar is where the Tower of Babel was. That's to Isaiah's east. And all those islands out in the Mediterranean Sea are to his west. What's he saying then? He's saying that people from all over the earth, from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west, will not gather themselves at their own location, but will gather themselves at the one gathering point, which is Jesus Jesus Himself said they will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, and sit down in the kingdom of God. We long for that, don't we? We wait for that day when He comes and gathers all of His people home. We sang about that earlier at that point where we're standing there before the throne, we're in the throne room, and before the throne of God, and we take our crowns and we cast those things before His feet. The Bible said that there will be every nation, every tribe, every people group, every tongue, all gathered together to say, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power and strength. 
But you don't have to wait until heaven to do that. Instead, you take this representative banner of Jesus and you lift it high, you exalt Him, you worship Him. Saying, oh Lord Jesus, You are worthy of glory and honor and strength and power. And I exalt You in this earth. I exalt You in this day. I lift you up and I worship you in spirit and in truth. That's what we're to do. Between His first coming and His second coming, we're to worship Him like we've never worshipped Him before. Look across your page. Look into chapter number 13. Look at verse number 2. Lift up a banner on the high mountain. Raise your voice to them. Wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. Our job is to go and tell them. Our job is that they may be included under this very same banner that they say with Moses, that they say with you, Yahweh Nisi, the Lord is my banner. And I lift Him high. Let's pray. Let me give you a moment right there in the privacy of your own thoughts, just you and the Lord Jesus. You exalt Him. You lift Him up. You praise Him right there where you are. Praise Him for who He is. Thank Him for what He has done. In your own heart, lift His name high. That He might be exalted. He's the one who said, that when He is lifted up, that He would draw people to Himself. And that cross, He drew people to Himself. And He's drawing people today. It may very well be that He's drawing somebody in this room. That it's Him knocking on the door of your heart. There's only one person that can answer it, and that's you. Do you need to come to Jesus today? Maybe come to Him in repentance and faith and say, Lord Jesus, I yield my life to You. I give You my life and I ask You to save me. I'm sorry for my sins and I turn away from them. Be the Lord of my life, be my banner. Or maybe you need to come to Jesus to say, Jesus, I've walked all over your banner. I've not treated you with respect. I've lived according to my own agenda and my own ways. But Jesus, I come to you afresh. I ask that you would forgive me that You would restore me. 
as I shine up this banner to wave. Maybe he's leading you into a number of things. Maybe he's leading you into some kind of service. Maybe he's leading you into membership in this church. Listen, you know that stuff way better than I do. So let's do this. I'll stand down here. If I can help you, I will, and I want to. But you don't need me. You can come to this altar. You do business directly with God Himself. He's listening. And He promises to answer. Lord Jesus, You are our God. We are your people. And we are not ashamed to be so. We yield ourselves to you. We are yours to do with whatever you choose. And so we surrender in this moment to your will to your ways, to you. Lord Jesus, we give you our lives in these moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor Tim would like to thank you for joining us here on Britt David Podcast. Pastor Tim would also love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.